think we nailed it. Nailed it. Here's hoping. <laughs> we'll find out in the editing process. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys talk about in episode seven? Uh, we basically talked about how we count down to press record. <laughs> it's an hour of us just... Uh, anyway, yeah. Hopefully, no. Um, How's it going? Man, what a week. I've been uh, sort of... Uh, teetering on the edge of I won't say burnout but I'm Uh-oh. getting to that point where where work is just it's starting to get to be too much some days okay um so I had a few close calls with my sort of just stress levels this week um what does a close some, call with Colin look like <laughs> I was just you know in for about an hour or two I was about stressed to the max but I was able to uh with the help of a lot of people, um, we had a problem at work the other day, uh, just with some training things that were going on. Okay. And, uh, a lot of my stress comes from not understanding the problem fully. So I get the right people who understand the problem set and we walk through it and talk through it. And I figure out, I I'm less concerned in those moments, what the problem is and more concerned about what we need to do, mm. uh, to resolve the problem. So if I can, if we can implement a solution, Without wasting all this time on background information, I'm happy. But sometimes, as was in this case, I needed the background information to know what the solution was. And anyway, I was uh, I was a little outside my depth for a little bit. And that was a good thing at the end of the day. Because uh, it, looking back, it's something that I will use to uh, be better going forward kind of thing. Okay. Um but I'm doing three jobs right now and it's it's starting to pile up and and that's what I'm talking about with the getting close to burnt out so for sure um, it's yeah it's been a good week really good week lots of good stuff going on and we're doing it's not easy doing this job in this covid environment where we don't have everyone at work just on the on the tools so to speak right. um we call people in as required or, or or if it's planned in advance and and we go from there and there's the bases of course doing all kinds of stuff getting caught up on their capital project so all the construction all the road work all the new buildings and stuff it's all being done at once so that's impacted our ability to train as well because a lot of the areas are shut down yeah in the training area for sure so it's it's been a little hectic but uh good week uh, I'm, I'm i'm capping it off as on a positive note even though we're working the weekend um it's uh it's been I'm I'm taking the positives from it and we're not ah. dwelling on the negatives. That's what I'm doing. That's that's good. Yeah. There's a few moments in the week where I didn't think I was going to, but uh <laughs> Yeah. I think I think that's the point though. Like it's it's easy to know what to do when things are going well. It's it's very difficult to to apply that stuff when things aren't going well. Right. So yeah. I I think that was my big takeaway was well done for applying what you, the tools that you have to make things suck less. And I'm talking about for, for everyone listening, I'm not talking about coming up with the solutions for the problems. I'm talking about my own personal feelings about being in the problem to begin mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Um, A very important yeah. distinction. Yeah. Cause the solution will, will, will come down, but like whether I'm stressed about it or feeling guilty or, embarrassed that I was part of the part of the problem mm-hmm. uh if that was if that was the case you know that stuff really doesn't matter so processing that is is what I'm talking about yeah I think people get 
I don't say people get lost like I know what the hell I'm talking about, but I think we tend to get lost in the like the buildup, if you will, uh, of said issues that come up as opposed to focusing on like resolution or just understanding yourself in that moment and self-identifying like, oh, hey, I'm really angry about this. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? You know, I feel like it helps get through whatever, like you said, it's it's going to resolve itself regardless like these things tend to um so adding a layer of like emotion emotional stress to it doesn't help yeah 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 it's absolutely useless so um yeah good week went in and uh tried on glasses today so i should be able to pick them up monday or tuesday next week but whoa (laughs) yeah cassie refused to let me get those big wireframe glasses like the uh, that, uh, serial killer. All the perverts were. Yeah, yeah. them yeah. too. Jeez, I wonder yeah. why. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> want to put that vibe. No. How was your week? My week? Uh, kind of slow. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, like we got back from, it was Canadian Thanksgiving this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we got back from my in-laws on Sunday. And then Monday we had a little dinned in with my mom and my brother which was nice um yeah i feel like the the week was kind of it feels like a week of leftovers like we've been eating leftovers and i haven't really been productive in ways of like coming up with crafty ideas to do things with anson and stuff like that i just i don't know i was telling jordan i woke up this morning and (laughs) I hate doing this, but I gave Anson my phone and I was like, watch Wiggles for 10 <laughs> minutes and then I'll wake up. And then I woke up and it was 8.30 and he was bringing toys. Like there was a collection of toys next to me by the bed and I was like, <gasps> like, I was like, should somebody have called child services on me? Like, what the hell was that? Like, I never, I never sleep past seven since I've had him, I feel. So I was just, I was in shock. I was like, how did I even sleep that long? But he was fine. He like helped himself to his milk in the fridge. Um, <laughs> he's like hanging out with the dog, clearly was depositing toys um, on the floor beside me by the bed. Like super, super mom. No, I You know what, it's, it's so funny. Uh, there's a lot of things that you just mentioned that I think are worth talking about. Number one, you neglect. don't sleep past seven. No, no, not <laughs> neglect. It's the actual, if you're going to talk about neglect, sure, but not neglecting Anton, neglecting yourself. Mm, maybe, yeah, right. you know what? Like, your body speaks to you. And, mm-hmm. and that that day your body was saying, listen, girl, we need to get some rest, okay? <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. 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 And there's nothing wrong with that. But you mentioned coming up with crafty... Uh, uh, ideas for Anson and I realize my life's about to change significantly so next month Cassie is taking a new rotation at work mm. so it won't affect really our scheduling per se uh, she's still going to work every other weekend and and her number of shifts during the week won't change um, but some of the hours will change and uh, the weekend shift instead of being one to seven on Saturday and Sunday it's going to be nine to four on Saturday and Sunday Whoa. so the nice thing 
yeah, the nice thing is, is we will have our evenings together again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like when you guys come to visit and stuff, we won't have to wait as long uh, to hang out with her. Mm -hmm. Um, But I realized how much of a crutch uh, Cassie is for me when she's home. Mm, Because I I really just, pardon me, I kind of just let her take the lead on what we're going to do with the kids. Like you want to go to the park, you want to go for a walk, whatever. Yeah, let's, whatever you, whatever you say, I'm in. But yeah. now she, she's going to be working nine to four. You'll be like, come up with shit to occupy our kids. Ah, uh-huh. oh, fuck. What I'm going to have to get you? Pinterest. I'm going to have to follow different people on TikTok. It's just, <laughs> it's going to be this whole thing. It's going to be like a whole new life for you. Um, I'm picturing you being like, mom and dad, can you take the kids for a couple hours? I'm like at the beginning before you can like adjust, you know, know. just be like, I was, help me. (laughs) I was so cocky when we moved here and William was like a year old. I was like, oh no, it's fine. I'll be able to, mom's like, just, we're here. If you need help, bring the, bring William over and all this, whatever. And I was like, no, mom, it's fine. I know how to handle kids, okay? Yeah. And so I'm going through, like, those boxes that you always collect when you're moving that are just, they're not full of, like, it's not a, it's not a categorized box. Okay. It's not like books. It's, it's not stuff. pillows. It's, it's not clothes. It's just the shit. Yeah. No one knows. You, you found it in your closet or in drawers in your kitchen or whatever. Yeah. So I'm trying to organize all this stuff. Like, it's going to find its home eventually it's never gonna happen mm-hmm. and william's in the boxes pulling shit out and and bandit was <laughs> everywhere i didn't want her to be and i ended up i honestly was so impatient i was so mad that day i was like holding william like not shaking him but i was squeezing him a little tighter than i should I was like, just like I was pressure just, anyway. applied yeah yeah i was like could you leave me the f alone for like 10 minutes and of course he has no idea what i'm saying mm-hmm. cannot relate to my emotions at all no. so he uh continued doing what uh, a regular one-year-old would do so i ended up calling my mom and be like please please just take him for like <laughs> half a day so i can finish this stupid unpacking yeah because yeah, cassie started working almost immediately when we got here and man alive so yeah because she had a job is, lined up before you guys even moved back really funny story about that too oh, okay. so She's, I think you know this, she's in PEI, she's about to finish maternity leave, Yes. and she's lining up work, we come home, move back to Pembroke from PEI, Right. and we have that great party up at the, at the Round Lake Cottage for Canada Day. Yes, yeah. And great, great party. (laughs) Right. And we took William, and then we ended up pawning him off on, on the in-laws so that Cassie could, you know have a really good time because no mom actually relaxes when their kids are around get anyway. ripped yeah so and she did get ripped and then a few yeah. weeks later proceeded to tell me that she was pregnant mm-hmm. so so she had her job lined up ready to go and at that time she was likely already pregnant with olivia mm-hmm. so what a happy olivia, coincidence yeah olivia was a uh, much earlier than anticipated but these things happen not for this guy anymore no that's true no i think yeah. for our we talked about that um a couple podcasts ago now uh i think maybe oh i think it was in the the disappeared episode number five ah uh, yes yeah that one will live in infamy maybe one day we saw we'll the, bring it yeah bring it back as a special yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Be like the episode five that never got aired. We're going to talk about it so much. People are going to be like, what was in episode five? And it's like, I don't even want to say now because it'll yeah. ruin this. Now we're going to build. Exactly. We're going to build some hype around yeah. it. Oh my God. I just yeah. did that. Anson, every time I do that, Anson tries to repeat me and he can't. So he just goes. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny to watch. Maybe he's not trying to repeat you. Maybe he's just very unimpressed with you. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Whatever, mom. Whatever, beesh. Yeah. No, he's been doing all these funny things this week. Uh, he's trying to jump. So every opportunity he has to jump, he's jump, jump, Like jump. off of things or just from where he is? Uh, all of the above, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he'll, yeah. he'll like come up to me and hold both my hands and then he's like pretending to jump. I say pretend because he's really trying to jump, but he hasn't figured out how to launch off of the ground. <laughs> he's, uh, his feet are still on the ground. And then, like, if he's on his bed or on the change table, like, I can't change his diaper now without a round of trying to jump Ooh. at the end. That must be really great for your stress levels when he's jumping off the couch and stuff. That hasn't happened yet. The, f- okay, the, the couch isn't a surface that he's tried to jump from yet. So, but I'm sure it's coming. He's a boy, so you know, good times. What? Um, uh, I, I feel like I cut you off. You were gonna say something. No, yeah, you did. You for our listeners. Mm. Now we've confirmed we have more than one. So thank you all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big deal. That's a big deal in the startup industry. You know. Hey. Yeah. I'll um, take. I'll take one. I'll take five. I'll take any amount. I'm really interested to know who's listening from Russia. Yeah. I don't even, like, do they had, do they speak English? That sounds so... A lot of them do, yeah. Close-minded, but... Imagine I think, they're trying I think, to learn English listening to this podcast. Like. Oh, you know, that'd be great if we were the... <laughs> if we were the reason some someone who doesn't speak English got to learn to speak English from our show. That would be that just be a really nice thing. So for our... Our, our pals out there in Russia, reach out to us. We're going to have social media pretty soon. Uh, and I'm I'm just dropping that now. We haven't actually discussed a plan for implementing it, but it's going to happen. Yes, it's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let us know. And, we'll, uh, and if there's words that you want us to teach you, we'll teach you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we can you make that happen. You said all one. <laughs> he said, she's so thirsty. <laughs> like, that's uh, TikTok oh, quotes, guys. We're not racist. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. Thanks for clarifying. That being said, I can't remember what I was going to say. I I do have some things we can talk about. No, it's a good flow. It's a good flow. Um, there were uh, some things from the last episode. You had a list you wanted to save some items. Oh, yeah. There were a couple items um, completely unrelated to what we're talking about. I guess it's just things that kind of piqued my curiosity, uh, things that I hadn't necessarily heard of before um you slash the 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 second item on the list is just like a new album that i'm excited about so i feel like i'll start with the unknown thing that i learned about so i apparently and i'm gonna say the word wrong so i'm gonna pull it up on my phone um there's such thing I'm going to sound so dumb to people who know what this is already. Uh, feline immunodeficiency virus. 
Wait, cats can okay. get HIV. So, uh, okay. How did you come across this wonderful tidbit? <laughs> I started following some local rescues in the area uh, on <laughs> to, Instagram. To support them? Uh, just as, a, as another business owner? Or? Yeah, like I'm a local business. I feel like I was just trying to follow other local groups and things like that. Um, I, I, I get that. So now I see all these posts for pets that are um, adoptable. And one cat has FIV. And I was like, what the heck is FIV? So I looked it up, learned that it's essentially hiv for cats and then i thought to myself hmm do dogs have this because <laughs> i guess that's how my brain works um, civ yeah so i was like oh canine immuno it immunodeficiency virus and there doesn't really seem to be anything um like it doesn't seem like there is such a thing they have other immune deficiency diseases um, but not that in particular and now if anybody out there listening is a veterinarian or vet tech or in the this industry and can correct me uh that that would be really wonderful because i it's not something i need to know but i just got so curious and i was like what is this i really don't know much about animals i get that curiosity because my first thought was so first of all, Andrew, if you're ever listening to this, Michelle needs to answer this question for us. My friend Andrew is his girlfriend is uh she owns a vet shop here in town. Oh, so shoot. we might be able to get that answer. But do you think that cats are as so societally evolved as we are, or do you think they're still living in the nineties and this poor cat is experiencing all the discrimination and stigma associated with HIV and AIDS amongst homosexuals that was you know <laughs> plaguing them in the 90s is that a thing do you think i wonder or do you think uh, uh cats are pretty <laughs> cats are pretty emotional so they, yeah and it's you can tell because they're always dicks to you that's that's so funny you sound just like jordan um i uh <laughs> did he also wonder if cats had feline immunodeficiency virus discrimination i mentioned it and i got the impression that he gives zero fucks that's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool story, bro. Yeah, he's like, cats don't care. Shut down immediately. Um, I, they say, and I don't know how you could prove this or how you would test that, but they say that cats have six emotions that more than humans, which is why they're, they seem so complex and bitchy because they have, I guess, levels of emotion that we just can't understand. Um, So they're just like, they're snooty right yeah they're like stuck maybe. up maybe you don't you, or or they're perpetually angsty teens yeah you, just, you don't get it you don't understand me i'm just full of hormones and emotion yeah maybe um <laughs> you don't know what it's like we always had cats uh growing up so i feel like same i'm so um desensitized i guess by how much cats can be dicks because like you just had to deal with the yeah. cat every day but our cats were always outdoor cats which i think i couldn't ha- not have an outdoor cat like you couldn't have an indoor cat you sorry mean? yes all your I cats could. would have to be outdoors yeah yeah, yeah they got to get some outdoor time like they got to release some of that 
I don't know, feline aggression that they have out on the animals outside and not on the furniture. I'm amazed at how much we're talking about cats because one of the things that I've heard is that cats don't meow to talk to each other. They've developed that uh, to mimic the cry of a baby to get our attention. So they meow now to manipulate us. Savage. I want to believe very much that that's true, but I have not taken the time to to use the parlance of 2020. Fact check it. Um, but I'm going to go back to my university mentality and just believe everything I read on the internet and assume it's real. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm down. But yeah. Did you um, see the... Yeah, that's all I had to say about cats. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us, folks. Yeah. Did I see? Um, there's a video of this guy, uh, and I know Joe Rogan talks about mountain lions all the time, but uh, there's this there's this fella in the States, I think, or maybe it was Alberta. I don't know where. Um, <clears throat> Jamie, pull it up. Oh, all right. We don't have a Jamie. Yet. Um, yet. He was, he was running uh, on a trail, and it looked like it was more like a road than a trail, um, sort of like a backcountry, hard-packed hard gravel road kind of thing. And uh, uh, it was a mountain lion and two cubs. No. And it was a, a six-minute video of sheer terror. And this cat was coming at him uh, very aggressively. Right. Um, but very uh, cautiously at the same time. Like, it was getting very close. Yeah. Um, I'd say within 15, 20 feet. Oh, God. And it was it was coming at him with both paws in the air and, and kind of doing that swipe thing. Yeah. And, the cats oh, do. my God. Yeah, so for anyone out there who's afraid of mountain lions, just do yourself a favor and never turn your back on a big cat because then it'll pounce. Oh, is that true? That's actually a fact. A lot of people put, um, like, fake eyes on the backs of their hats and stuff like that. So when they're walking, okay. the cat thinks that they can see them, and oh. then they won't. Or they'll be less likely, I think, to attack. That's clever. Uh, yeah. If there's any uh, any woodsmen out there who know more or better, please uh, don't hesitate to reach out and correct us on that information. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, would appreciate. Okay, let's take a complete pivot here and let's talk about some music yeah do you uh if you can think of any new albums that you're interested in i'd love to hear uh but i Ooh. recently learned that gorillas released a new album and okay. man it was like 90s revival <laughs> a little bit but i guess so much music right now is so i don't know if that's uh, special or just them but they're such an excellent band i just feel like how could you not like what they put out? And now, so I've listened to about, I, I mean, I've listened to the whole thing, but I've listened to select songs numerous times. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, highly recommend if you're looking for something new that has a little bit of an old sound. It's like you're inside my mind because I haven't, I spend most of my time driving listening to audiobooks or podcasts. Right. Um, and But some days I just, I just, all I want to do is jam out. Uh, I don't have any albums that I've been tracking down or whatnot. Mm. Um, and usually, to be quite honest, most of my new music comes from Jordan because he's always putting out suggestions for stuff he's stumbled upon. Yeah. Uh, and it's almost always good. But uh, you want to talk about 90s revival. Mm. I am not embarrassed to say this. But last week, I think, for an inappropriate amount of time... <laughs> Okay. 
I can't remember how long it was, and it was split between in the office working and on the car ride home. I crushed some Backstreet Boys. Yes. <laughs> I was so good. I want it that way. And I got it that way because I listened to it. It was great. It's timeless, that music. It's timeless. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing to say, but when I was growing up, man, I loved the Backstreet Boys. They were, they were seminal to my youth. I was... I was, yeah, big fan. Yeah. Loved it. I feel like it's the, it. they talk about, you know, what's the soundtrack to your life. Like, there's at least one Backstreet Boys track on the soundtrack to people's life, like any millennial's life. Pretty sure. I had this, this girl in grade five who had a serious crush on me. Oh. And she brought her, I don't know if it was, a, it must have been a Discman. A Discman? Maybe a, it's not a, maybe a Walkman? Like his set? Maybe a Walkman? Maybe. Some... Uh, an audio playing device, mm-hmm. con headphones. Before MP3. Way before MP3. Yeah. I'm nearly positive. Yeah. Whenever I was in grade five, I'm pretty sure it was before MP3. Yeah. And she had me listen to the song The One <laughs> by the Backstreet Boys because she was that into me, which I don't know if I feel like I've hit my like my stride for aesthetics. I don't think it's going to get any better than this, but I know it's been much, much worse than this. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was always like a skinny, gangly, just weird looking kid. Okay. So for, for someone to, uh, you know, go out of their way to queue up a song on a disc and say, Colin, I need you to put these headphones on and press play. Okay, question. Like, yeah. How'd you know that this girl had a crush on you? Aside from the very obvious making you listen to that song. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know you know what uh, you know what grade five love's all about. You know, it's it's just it's foolhardy, it's brash, it's courageous, and it's it's not embarrassed. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think this is sort of like encapsulating everything I'm about to say because okay. oh, okay, she had okay. no she had no issues telling me that she had a crush on me or she was oh, very interested okay. in me because I had a crush on another girl. So it's sort of like this weird chasing triangle mm. of no one's happy. Right. Yeah. You're like, I don't want you. I want her. And then you know she what? was I like, just, I want you, though. Come listen to yeah, the I one. Should've, I should have just settled, you know. should have just settled. Who knows where my life would be now if I hooked up with this girl in grade five, which hooking up in grade five was probably holding, like holding hands. hands, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, in front of other people. <gasps> like So aggressive. You guys yeah, made it like brave. playground official because there was no Facebook. But literally since that that time in my life i've never been chased by a member of the opposite sex no one's ever been like cassie never came up to me like hey i need you to listen to this song it says everything i feel about you <laughs> uh, do you never, wish no. that that had happened no i'm more commenting on the fact that uh, i threw away the one opportunity in my life where to be I chased been, like the the prey oh you the know upgrade I mean? the the goal to reach okay, the that's summit so, to peak. Okay, yeah. that's one of my subjects. This sounds so strange. Uh, we, it's actually next on the list. I was just looking. Perfect. Okay, this just goes right into this subject matter. Okay, so I was like. Uh, I got to say this, though. This yeah. is not rehearsed, everyone. No. This is pure natural. Organic. Organic. Farm to table. Um, This is vegan shit. <laughs> So what I have written in my note here is, did you date up? 
socioeconomic status because I was listening to a podcast today where they were talking about how it's very important to not date too far outside your socioeconomic group because one person is likely to be in the long run, um, you know, insecure. Yeah. Because of it. So this is perfectly encapsulated in a phenomenal book. I'm taking that at the reader's uh, face value because I never read it. But a really funny movie, too, is Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Right. The the rich girl and then the army guy. And he married up and he couldn't handle it and ended up having an affair. And she's like, you know what? Fuck you, pal. I'm taking my money and I'm out. Right. So that's it. That's perfect. Um, did I Spoiler date, alert. Uh, well, that's not the main part of the yeah, story. Yeah, but <laughs> so uh, yeah. Did you date? Oh, um, I mean, obviously. Yeah, for Have sure. You met like, Cassie? I can't. I can't answer this question any other way because I'm now married to her, yeah. uh, yes. and her in-laws. Maybe will read this one day. Uh, that's another spoiler alert for the missing episode five. Oh yeah, I'll leave that one a at that. Hint. Yeah, that's a good one. A little hint. Yeah. For our for a little juicy tidbit for our listeners. Um, yeah, absolutely. I did. Like, I think socioeconomic, um, yes, but not a whole lot. Like not, like not a, I don't think a huge bracket jump, but like you guys would both be considered middle class. Yeah, for sure. But like her parents had two kids and I'm sure, uh, they're, I'm assuming their overall income was a bit higher than ours Mm -hmm. just because they had two working parents and we only had, pardon me, pardon me, just one, um, now mom ran uh, a daycare and stuff. I, I've actually, you know, the the classic upbringing, no idea what our fi- financial situation was because yeah. that's stuff that people don't talk about. Yeah. Uh, like and, so and that's secret. okay. That, yeah. Like, um, but I know like Cassie, uh, she had a car. Tyler, I don't think ever had a car, but. Didn't he end up um, getting Cassie's car? I think so. Yeah. They had they had the cell phones and they had uh, she had a car. She needed it for work. It wasn't just so she had one. Yeah. Uh, they didn't say she needs a car. It was she was she was working all over the place. So they got her a car so she could have reliable transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, in general, dating up absolutely. Again, like I said, I think I've reached my peak aesthetics. So if you look at my high school yearbook photos, which I can. I could probably oh, show you. Can we get both of our? I have an idea for our cover photo art for our podcast. Yes, absolutely. I'll go find my. <laughs> I'll get the worst one. <laughs> just like stepbrother style, yeah. just fucking embarrassing. I'll, I'll Photoshop it. It'll be good. Okay, cool. Okay, Sorry, we're we're on. doing that. Yeah. That's way better than the pine trees. Yeah, agree. Um, I mean that that was free from Anchor. Thanks, Anchor. Um, thank you. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Cassie is, and here's the thing though. Like I can say, you know, in every way, Cassie is better than me, mm. uh, and in a lot of ways it is. But she'll never believe that. She'll never. She sees. She knows her insecurities and and her weaknesses better than I do. So when I say things like that, uh, she's thinking that I'm saying the things that I have to say because we're in a relationship. Okay. Uh, in my mind, I think they're they're absolutely true. The only reason why I work so hard at our relationship is because. Um, she makes, she elicits a response to me where I want to be better for her. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't think that's a, a, a hallmark of a good relationship. If you don't want to, you should be with someone who makes you 
want to be better for them uh, or, or for yourself. I was going to say not it, for but... them, but like, yeah, you see, you see the potential um, good in someone else and, and you're kind of like, oh, I want to emulate, you know, this person's so great. So I want to kind of match them. Yeah. You see how good they yeah. are and you're like, man, I could, I could be something great. Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. And, and honestly, like I, she puts in so much effort uh, in this relationship and with the, the kids and the house and the home and, and she's working and stuff. And uh, you, I see that and I appreciate it. It makes me want to put in as much effort as well. Mm-hmm. Not, not for an equivalency thing, but it's like I, I acknowledge the things that you're doing and I want to show my gratitude by doing similar things, right. putting in similar effort. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to my dad uh, this morning. Uh, we're just doing a ruck march and uh he was commenting on like so cassie i know wasn't super confident about becoming a mother okay uh and i definitely i took parenting uh, for granted because mom had a daycare growing up so we were always surrounded by children you're very comfortable in that Uh, yeah situation yeah so i had no issues handling a newborn i had no issues bringing them home or anything like that uh it was it was great um, and of course, you know, Cassie, uh, like you, she's a very internal person. Mm-hmm. She has to understand things very clearly before she can put that out in words. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so dad's always saying little things like, you know, uh, you know, you're such a great mom and like little compliments like that. You know what I mean? Oh, he says uh, that? He, That's so nice. Yeah. He says, and I mean, we're, we're spoiled to get to spend so much time with him, uh, and the grandkids. So he's he really has had the opportunity to see the mother she is and the mother she's become um and you would never ever know uh that she ever had those insecurities and maybe she still does and i'm sure we all question our parenting skills from time to time uh, or the quality of of our parenting skills And, and i think in those moments we're judging moments in time not patterns of performance uh which i think is an important distinction but um yeah you'd never look at her being a mom and and ever think that she was she ever had any doubts about it it seems so natural to her mm-hmm. she's she's so good at being a mom she's so good with those kids i'm just like holy mom yeah yeah it is absolutely wild like if ever there was uh you know she's this it it, it really fits a pattern cuz you know she works in a long term care home and she's great with these elderly people she's yeah. so so much love in her heart to give to people uh and she's she's not like um She's not like a bubbly, peppy, like so positive energy. Like you kind of are annoyed with her. She's a very practical person, yeah. but she's she got so much to give. She's so good with all the people that need to receive that. Yes, everyone she works with needs love. Yeah, and she's she's always there to give it, and it's 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 just reflected, you know, that much deeper with our children. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, I for sure dated up. <laughs> So the answer, the long and short, yes. Um, no, I find that so interesting. I, I wonder what Cassie's, uh, like, to be always in that state. Like, maybe she's just naturally able to do that. I know myself, I'm a bit more cynical. And I'm like, okay, tapped out. Like, I've only got, oh, I don't want to say I only have so much love to give. But I, I think I struggle with... Uh, giving 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 all the time and I wonder if that comes naturally to her or if she has moments of struggle and maybe 
that might be an area of uh insecurity if she even still has them but yeah i agree i feel like she just looks so she makes it look so easy i'm like geez how can i be a better mom like cassie <laughs> all the time but uh maybe she'll you know what though a magician i think doesn't reveal their secrets so no <laughs> and she'll if she if she listened well when she listened to this because i'm sure she will eventually because she's one of she's our probably, five listeners yeah, yeah. <laughs> she uh she'll probably hate us for talking about it but um i think that's the thing too like i i don't get to see the mom that you are Mm. compared to the the mom that i get to see that cassie is but i truly think like so she for sure gets tapped out yeah like you've we've all got uh an emotional well so to speak threshold yeah yeah and i mean uh, we're we're both as a sort of a couple we're reaching that we're both so we're stretched very thin with work between the two of us. The kids are exhausting. Um, and we're not, you know, we're spending enough time together, but it's, and we've got the, this deployment looming. So trying to maximize things and get things done and plan and prepare for me being gone yeah. and, and all this kind of stuff. So it's wearing us thin, but uh, everyone, I think the only thing you need to do to be a good mom or a good dad is just, uh, sorry, I thought you were signaling me. Oh, no, I have a fly in my face sorry huh. I, wonder, I wonder if he knows joe biden anyway <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh man sorry yeah i th- i think i think when you care about the quality of the parent that you are i think that's a really good sign that you're a good parent that shows right yes that's yeah fair. so if you're feeling insecure and stuff like well i feel like a piece of shit and you're like you know what that's the thing I like about TikTok too, or you know what, any social media. I've been really into the the positive vibes on social media. Yeah. A lot of people knock it and stuff, but I've been just really digging down into the good that's out there. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a lot of all those posts about you know what, it's okay to feed your kids the chicken fingers. It's okay to sleep in. It's okay to have a bottle of wine. Like, don't be on all the time. Don't be perfect all the time. Because a You'll fail in your endeavor. You can't do yeah, it. Big time. You're gonna you're gonna feel like shit once you do fail. And B, like it's not healthy for you. You you can't take care of your family if you don't take care of yourself. Or I don't sorry, pardon me. I don't think it's healthy to show your kids that, like always striving to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And if they see this image of you that's that they think is so perfect, I don't wanna say you can't keep up the guys forever, but you can't like eventually they're gonna realize like oh mom and dad aren't perfect and then it's like their whole world will come crumbling down as opposed to just being real with them their whole lives be like you know what mom's having an off day like I say that to Anson sometimes I'm like you know I'm feeling off today buddy like we're just gonna take it easy you know yeah and then some other days I make up for it by just like going on adventures and go to the park and do all the stuff right and and I think too the other thing is is if if they don't see the crumble if they don't see through that thin veneer yeah uh, they're gonna have unrealistic expectations of what a real relationship looks like that's that's fair too yeah because a relationship is not easy no and it's not always fun it's um, work all the time it's I I, I read something recently a uh, relationship is another full time job like you have to put oh, that 100%. much effort into it at least. Yeah, the, um, I think, fuck, there was something else I was going to say. It was tied to that. Oh, well, it's gone. It was a good point. I thought It'll come back. we'll never get there. I'll add it to the, our next mystery episode. Okay. <laughs> the, the, uh, the deleted episodes. Hey, so did, did you date up? With Jordan? 100%. Yeah. 
Like, no question in my mind. I joke with him all the time. I was like, you know, I'm white trash, right? <laughs> I'm like Eminem's mom. <laughs> I mean, I, I, if my mom listens to this, she'll probably be so offended. But, like... <laughs> I just realized how insulting that is for your mom. I, like, we, our house, she always kept the house nice. Like, she was one of these moms who's, like, into being clean. It's not like we were, um, like, degenerates. You know what I mean? Like, she raised us with, like, good morals and values and stuff. But, like, she was a single mom. There's only so much she can do. She wasn't present, like, physically for a lot of our things because she had to work and she had to commute back and forth from work and like I when I got old enough I'd babysit Sean after work but before that he had a babysitter like I anyways I'm not gonna get into all those like little fine details but all this to say I feel like we obviously managed um but I feel like a huge part of me is uh living in that mentality of like everything's a struggle because everything was a struggle for my mom and yeah. i don't think she intended to like pass along that mentality at all because i also feel like she's very positive and she's always been like things are gonna work out like everything's gonna be okay you know like the life delivers when you need it and i mean she's been uh, a recipient of like super random good deeds throughout our lives like i remember my aunt delivering delivering like it was like a big thing but she dropped off like three or four bags of clothes that like her daughters had grown out of and mom cried because she hadn't been able to get us new clothes like we were all uh, sean and i were both wearing clothes that we'd like grown out of um yeah And I think we went to a school where we had uniforms at the time for the reason that, like, mom didn't really have to worry about, like, our wardrobe. It was like, you have three pairs of pants, I had a skirt, and we had shirts, and same with Sean. It was like, this is it, I just have to worry about doing the laundry. Anyways, uh, but yeah, she said she cried and she was, like, washed with emotion because she realized, like, it's just clothing but it means so much to be able to give you guys something new like even though it wasn't brand new it was new to us right so anyways just little things like that but um i feel like i'll try and explain things to jordan sometimes i'm just like oh yeah like that that wasn't an option growing up like uh I don't know. He said that he always got really nice stuff for Christmas. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, no. Christmas, like, yeah. Christmas was special because we spent time together. Uh, but not for, like, the actual <laughs> gifts. Because it was like, yeah, you know, if my mom was... I remember mom one year got both Sean and I MP3 players. Ooh. When they were, like, new. It was a new thing. Yeah. Like, the iPod... Uh, the i... Yeah, the iPod Touch. So, like, the version that came out before the iPhone... Right. Um, we lived in a time before the iPhone. Can you believe it? Um, we are old. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she got us both MP3 players, and I remember being so excited because it was like a huge gift, and like I recognized what that meant. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I just have like all these little memories of uh, our parents struggling, but also trying really hard. And I'm, I'm like, I'm sure Jordan, I'm sure we all have those memories of our parents. 
100%. struggling but you're trying really right. hard because I feel like I'm doing it now also. Yeah, you're living yeah. it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, with Jordan, I feel like um, probably not in, like, his, his younger youth, but, you know, when his dad and his mom were both working, like, things got real cushy. I think for them, like he, the Hamiltons were living large. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. There's, I can't think of any particular other conversations, but I feel like, yeah, I've mentioned it to him a couple times. I was like, no, no, you forgot. Like I was, I grew up white trash. <laughs> He's like, no, you didn't. Anyway, it's just this funny yeah. thing I like it, to you're, say. You're now. saying it joking. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah. Anyways, all this to say, yes, I dated up 100%, which I was like so, I don't want to say I was so relieved, but I <laughs> I had been all over yeah. the place before, so it was kind of nice to be like, oh, finally, so, somebody who's like actually decent, I don't know. It's like so happy that your true love wasn't some fucking broke ass athlete trying to make it in the big leagues or i'm gonna be an actor one day right. like oh thank god yeah. someone who knows what he's doing with his life or like a struggling artist who yeah. had a you know a marijuana addiction problem you know yeah yeah marijuana addiction yeah 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 definitely definitely cocaine <laughs> anyway um yeah socioeconomic status i guess i feel like from a certain in certain aspects i guess we are very similar like we both went to like average schools like that wasn't a huge gap i feel like i was kind of like at the bottom end of the totem pole if you will and he was like at the top end of the middle class totem pole it's funny too because you know, the conversation we're having too really shows if you dig a little deeper, like you grew up with a very different understanding of money right? compared to Jordan and his family yeah. compared to me and my family and Cassie and her family. So I know, I know uh, we didn't struggle per se. Uh, my parents did a very good job of making things look normal but i know they had their 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 downtimes i'm sure they all did because yeah. uh we i know heidi and dale put so much effort into um providing for cassie and tyler and and there were days where they were trying to carry two mortgages and it was very stressful and wow. um yeah there was there was a lot of work that they put into getting to where they are now and i think that's quite representative of of all the families mm -hmm. Um, but we all grew up with what we are living now with the scripts in our mind of, of what money means and how it's used and how to get it and, and how we can spend right. it. Um, as I know, like we, we got the nice things we got the, you know, the ski days at school and stuff like that. But every time we spent money for those kinds of things, we had the conversation of like, Hey, we're going to cut back on a few things for the next, you know, little while right. so we can you know, recoup, well, they didn't say recoup to a bunch of kids, but yeah. you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> if, and and yeah. certainly for you, like, so, I mean, mom and dad had four kids, so the, the overall expenditures were a little higher, but... I think the um, ratio is probably pretty similar. Yeah, and like, yeah, like, <laughs> um, I, I can sort of sympathize with your mom's plight about providing the nice things for her kids because... 
it's hard to do that. And, and that's all you want to do as a parent. But you starting to realize that and understand what that means and sympathizing with your mother translates how you now view your family's income and how you spend it. Right. Yeah. So you and Jordan definitely approach money, probably not drastically differently, um, but certainly different appreciations at times, I imagine. <laughs> so the same podcast. Yes, I agree. Uh, the same podcast I'm listening to. Um, they had somebody like. I think phone in or email in or something and they were saying like did you know that you can use more than one dryer sheet at a time and you don't have to reuse them and I laughed so hard because I <laughs> I will reuse dryer sheets so much like <laughs> how much money am I really saving you know oh but my I God. think it's no money no but I think it's the the um it's just like the way that I'm wired now. I'm like, reuse as much as possible. Don't waste, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. It just. So that's an interesting yeah. question because is that a reflection of a financial concern or is that a representation of an environmental concern? I think for me, a bit of both. I mean, dryer sheets aren't going to destroy the world, but I feel like uh, when I'm reusing the dryer sheets, I'm like, oh, good. I won't have to go buy more soon. <laughs> So dumb. Man, we, so dumb. It's man. I I was shocked the other day. I, I finished a roll of toilet paper the other okay. day because I needed to. Yeah, there was a poop explosion and uh, <laughs> poop explosion. Uh, it was almost empty, so it's not like I used a lot. Okay, but uh, I, I was for the record giving the kid. Yeah, yeah. There's a normal poo, guys. Anyway, uh, I was giving the kids a bath. I was like, oh, by the way, we need to go get some toilet paper. Cassie's in there watching the kids or whatever so we need to get some more toilet paper we've only got the one that's on the spindle and the one in the tube ready to go only and one she goes, oh no yeah i have no idea what's in this house because she's like oh okay i'll go downstairs and get some so i had no fucking idea we had like a giant costco fucking package of toilet paper just sitting there ready to be used yeah honestly that's like the oh. only that's the only way to go in my opinion like, if you ask Jordan how much, like, dryer sheets you guys have, if you brag to him about how frugal you are with dryer sheets, he would respond to you the exact same way about your sweet feline AIDS story. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. yeah, he'd be like, okay, cool. We can afford dryer sheets, though, I'm pretty sure. That's you, what you, he would you say. You need a... <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, there's reusing the things that are, you know, good to reuse. Practical. And there's yeah. reusing... Yeah, there's reason that things are like, hey, like break out the Velcro wallet a little bit and let's live, <laughs> live large. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, right. You know, what we, yeah. we I'm saying all this. We use um, dryer balls. I had. So, yes, I I prefer them. But um, one of mine disappeared. I have a feeling and the dog might have eaten it. <laughs> Thinking it was a toy. I don't know. Cast your mind back. Was there a week? In your past, where Maple did not shit. <laughs> she never has that problem, no. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so funny. It all comes out eventually. Um. Anyways. Um. I feel like we're on a tangent about... No. Never mind. I got something for you. Yes. Are, are you a seasonal movie watcher? <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah. I am. Uh, we just watched so you... Hocus Pocus uh, last weekend. Um, and I think what I've got up and lined up next is Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, mm. 
because I have to watch that spooky season every year. It's my favorite Halloween movie. For sure. So do you have uh, like a series of seasons you enjoy watching movies for? Like I'm assuming Christmas, Halloween. Are there any others? No, that's really the two big ones. I feel like it's the only ones that they've like really made excellent yeah seasonal content for in my opinion yeah i'm really just like i'm really just a christmas movie guy there is one other season though that i uh enjoy watching movies for that's that's golf season what really yeah you heard it there are enough good golf movies that i like to watch a few of them before my first round out just to really get my my positive vibes going before that first tee off and I absolutely lose my mind. Okay. Because I'm because I'm a terrible golfer. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Um, I see. Yeah, but uh, it's good to watch people be good at golf before you go and do the thing that you suck at. But yeah, it's like positive I was thinking about... reinforcement or something. That's I've never heard of of golf season movie watching, but there are a lot of golf related movies. Now that I'm thinking yeah, about and they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. You know. Tin Cup is one of my favorites. It's an older one, but it's got Kevin Cosner. Yeah. You you may recall him from such films as Dances with Wolves. Yes. Um, and then uh, <laughs> um, I love uh, The Greatest Game Ever Played. I don't think I've seen that. That's with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I lied. I did. I saw that. Yeah. 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 Only, yeah, when it first came out, but that was a long time ago now. How long old's that movie? 15 plus? Probably, yeah. yeah, easy. He was a yeah. kid. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely still a kid. Good movie, though. I enjoyed it. Nice. Have you seen any good new movies lately? Uh, I'm going to pause your thought and question. I, I guess Ooh. my latest seasonal movie watching is now my birthday. Yes. Oh, that's a great point. Because I've decided that I'm going to continue to host this annual movie night in the garage. 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 Did uh, did Cassie text you the other day? The other day, she texted me, about but your... it was about my podcast episode. Oh uh, yeah, the Alice yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the post you put on Instagram the other day was that from your birthday last year? Yes. The photo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You recognize? That's how on point your decorations were. Cassie's like, that's from her birthday last year. <laughs> She's like, I know. She's yeah. she has a very keen eye. I feel like she notices detail like that which is great because like it's it's good to appreciate the perspective she's coming from not like with a catty bitch what does she care <laughs> no yeah that's not her that's not her no, at all so yeah so let's uh let's enlighten the listener on your sweet new birthday tradition oh yeah so uh it started in 2019 uh we moved to this lovely house it has a garage and uh I was going to do like an outdoor movie night, like a la drive-in movie theater, but it rains on my birthday uh, 90% of the time, which I wasn't really accounting for uh, that first time, <laughs> but, uh, you know, roll with the punches, if you will. And so we we brought everything inside and we kind of like hung those uh, Edison lights in the garage to make it seem a little bit more like quaint and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of, I, I went like super crazy with the decor because I had um, like a stylist and a photographer come by and help me make everything so pretty to take pictures so that we could use it for our social medias. Um, 
and yeah I decided that I'd do that again this year but on a much smaller scale um, for a lot of reasons COVID being a big one um, yeah I was like I really don't want and I think that was like around the time when the restrictions were being pulled back and they were saying only groups of 10 or something like that so yeah 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 it was yeah that was a yeah it was a right right about that time where they they advised us to put our social bubbles on pause right yeah but we're like fuck that shit well i just feel like if you've already been exposed to these people and you're continuing to do the same activities and nothing's kind of being out of the norm uh what what change would that make you know yeah i don't know anyways um yeah so we just like set up the projector screen which this year you kindly provided uh, with avec projector yeah and uh yeah it was i'm awesome i agree uh so last year we watched um i know we ended with top gun we started with breakfast club breakfast club great double feature i feel like it's a double feature kind of event it's got to be absolutely got to be a double feature and that's it you took that from last year because last year was not a double feature uh, but we turned it into one yeah. you guys and now hijacked. but the, yes yeah we were assholes because because when we opened up fucking netflix or prime when everyone had breakfast club on it right we saw top gun gotta fucking watch top gun and i was like yeah i hate tom cruise but i feel like i enjoyed the the people who were there the you know what i mean like it was just a, a, a good time um so i was like i don't care what's playing at this point i watched my movie so you guys can watch your movie <laughs> but but you took from that you're like fuck these guys i'm scheduling two this year well it's funny because i had a pulp fiction in my mind uh from the get-go like i already know what next year's movie is going to be but um but then Ooh. i saw that they did that reading of uh, fast times fast times on on the internet recently and i just thought oh like i don't think i've like i don't remember seeing that movie like i'm sure i've watched it but i i don't know at a sleepover when i was a kid you know what i mean like i forget all the details so i was like oh we'll we'll play that one as well um so yeah and everybody's on board because i mean if everybody's like f that movie then we're not gonna watch it i'm not like, I don't care that much. I can watch a movie by my damn self. Um, but, yeah. So I've already picked movie number one for next year. Um, are you... I was going to say, is this like people choosing their babies' names? Are you going to wait till it's here before you tell no, us? No, I'll probably tell you in advance. It'll just be, like, closer to the actual date. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It gives you the opportunity to pivot if you want to change your mind. That's a good point, too. I think I like the double feature for that reason, though. Because if yeah. I, quote-unquote, change my mind, I could just be like, we'll play that movie second, and I can go to bed after <laughs> the first one. Yeah. It works, too, because when you watch Pulp Fiction first, it's nice to cap it off with Fast Times. <laughs> yeah, it's a palate cleanser, if you will. I think, like, I think that's how we were referring to it. Yeah, you definitely said palate yeah. cleanser. And it was such a smart idea. Because who wants to go to bed after they... Anyways, yeah. Quentin. Quentin Tarantino. I was killing it with the films. Um, you had something else on your list, no? Um, I was actually asking a, a buddy at work. I was like, listen, if you were listening to a podcast, what were the things that you'd want to talk about? And uh, one of the things he brought up was Space Force. And I laughed really hard. <laughs> 
Oh my god, like, really? He's like, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing people discuss Space Force and the militarization of space. But my first thought, of course, went to Steve Carell's new show, Space yeah. Force. Which, which made me laugh. It's a joke. Yeah, so I don't know anything about Space Force. I actually haven't heard about it in the news at all. No. Um, I haven't done any research into it, but um, the militarization of space, I think, is quite interesting. And I think I will take this as an opportunity to inform myself on why it's necessary or why it's perceived to be necessary. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, Because I can't tell if if it's, uh, and I'm sure this is, it's already been clarified. Is this, are we militarizing space in defense of Earth? Or are we militarizing space um, to project a global power to Earth? Maybe a bit of both. If that makes sense. I feel like since they confirmed the existence of um, objects coming from ufos yeah of ufos like not not from this world uh i feel like the next logical step is to be like oh let's fortify because that's like what we've always done but at the same time i'm kind of like uh is that truly necessary um i don't know i would i would uh challenge you to uh gain said information and uh relay it to me I think I'll do that. Like dumb it down remember, so that I can, <laughs> I can get on. Explain board. it to me like I'm seven. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like militarizing anything is probably a lot more easy for you to understand. Um, whereas I don't. I think militarizing just means putting guns somewhere that didn't used to have guns. Ah, uh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, like can you can you protect it with violence, uh, or can you achieve it through violence? I feel like the joke um, is that. You know, if there are these advanced creatures, i.e. aliens out there, um, they probably live in a way that doesn't require violence anymore. Like, they're probably such advanced beings that violence is, like, super primal to them. Anyway, this is my assumption. I don't know. We're going on a great tangent here. Do you believe in aliens? And uh, other highly intelligent creatures equivalent to us like is that what you define aliens as or just like i mean are there other things, things that live in space that aren't us yeah so good good point yeah. fair follow-up question let's go with the former okay the highly intelligent yeah. similar to us yeah 100 percent. i feel like there's oh. no there's no way that we have this universe without some other similar universe existing elsewhere and a similar um i don't want to say i i don't know all the right scientific terms but i feel like there's no way that you can't have this kind of life force or whatever develop here exclusively only ever in the history of everything I feel like there's there's so much more out there that we don't know, that we don't understand, that we just we're not there yet. I um I agree one hundred percent. I think absolutely there there has to be something out there. Yeah. And I know there's like mathematical equations, you know, defining the odds of another organism like ourselves right. uh, in the universe. Um, I don't know what they're called. 
uh, the, the, those specific equations. But um, uh, you talked about aliens being you know, they don't need they don't need violence in order to achieve their their mm. means. Um, there's this really great movie uh, starring Jodie Foster from like the 80s, I think. It's called Contact. Okay. And she works at uh, one of those giant radio antenna array farms in like the New Mexico desert or something like that. And they receive this message from outer space and they decrypt it. And basically it's um, uh, it's blueprints to building this device that allows her to travel through space. And so spoiler alert, because I don't know that you're going to take the time to watch it. She drops into this portal and the movie carries on from there and uh she ends up you know this alien life form takes the presence of her her deceased father so as not to frighten her something familiar in an unfamiliar area and that's exactly what they talk about they're like you know we'll uh we'll get we'll get you guys to where you need to be once you guys determine that you're able to receive this knowledge and this information without ruining everything right yeah um and that's actually a theme in a lot of books uh there's this great one called armada by ernest klein he is the guy who wrote ready player one okay um not sure if you've seen the movie on netflix anyway same idea like we're so far advanced we don't need any of this stuff and once you guys demonstrate your worthiness we will cure all your diseases and we'll we'll rid all your resource woes and all this kind of Mm -hmm. stuff and Anyway, great movie, love aliens, and if <laughs> I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on here for a yeah, second, yeah. but when someone commits resources to defend something, either coming at us or you know, sending, uh, yeah, like if we're militarizing space, the assumption is it's for something that there's. We need to protect ourselves from something. We don't just commit resources like that to things that are unknown. Right. Yeah. So there has to be some level of known to this equation. Um, so I wonder what they're not telling us. <laughs> you sounded so, so upset. Aren't they telling and, us? And, <laughs> and have, you, have you listened to Tom DeLonge's podcast with Joe Rogan? Yeah, dude. That's so like so out to lunch to me i feel like you can have these conversations and still sound like you're a capable human being um maybe the aliens have gotten to him and they're using tom delange as the familiar face to speak to all of us who knows he's like he's like the ambassador to the stars (laughs) what an example they have chosen um i will say that um to think that other life forms outside of earth don't exist kind of ignorant it it should be because it should be viewed that way like even if it's little globules living on another planet somewhere that have evolved in a way that we aren't capable of because we didn't evolve that way you know what i mean um you can't say that isn't happening so yeah we can't be the only creatures out there it's just it sounds crazy to think that we're we don't know we're the only planet with all the living stuff like come on yeah we won the lottery yeah, it's like we got it all we're, we're this we're the only child of the solar system like no uh just just an absolute asshole yeah. 
Like the universe is asshole. Yeah, do you think we're like the USA of the universe? <laughs> Where I work, we say shots fired. Oh, nice. That's that's mean. Yeah. I wonder. The, um, I wonder. I mean, and it's a good point. Like we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of really smart people out there who are theorizing about these things and working on proving them and, and detecting this stuff. But one of the things that I thought was interesting, and I can't remember which episode, but I'm really positive it was a Joe Rogan episode. And they talked about, you know, we don't know what we don't know, and we can't we can't detect the things that we have no devices to detect them mm-hmm. with. So we most we mostly detect things using our five senses. Mm-hmm. So we can see things with our eyes in the visible spectrum of light that we are able to see. Right. And we've developed infrared and thermal and stuff. So we can see things. We can detect things with with uh, augmentation to our eyes through night vision goggles or thermal thermal viewing things. And it's no different than gamma rays and x-rays and microwaves and radio waves. A lot of these things we can't see, but we've learned to detect them through other means. Mm-hmm. So... What's out there that we don't know, whether it's an organic thing or it's it's, a, you know, uh, a synthetic product from another organic species. Um, yeah. Until we develop the means to detect it, we'll. It's, we'll never it's know. a question until then, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, could you imagine the first time someone farted and it was a quiet one, though? Whoa. Could you imagine like if the first fart was a quiet fart and everyone's like. Did someone just sh- shit on the floor? <laughs> Who shit? Who and, shit on? And the someone's coast. like, N- yeah. No, my butt tickled, and now everything smells bad. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, but we didn't know. We can't see a fart. Mm-hmm. You can only smell mm-hmm. it. So we, you know, that was our detection method. Yeah, you definitely farted because I can smell. Yeah, it. something happened, for sure. I guess that's like I our feel proof, like that's the way that we can prove things. I guess. Yeah, super crass analogy to uh, illustrate the point, okay. but I think it works. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking something up briefly because there's a movie on Netflix, perhaps you've seen it, um, where an alien, I don't want to say an alien race because it's like two or three aliens that come uh, in this pod and the humans. Is it the cartoon? No, 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 no. This is oh. like really well, uh, really well made. Like the graphics are excellent. Um, but you know, the first reaction that the humans have is it's a threat. So they send like the entire military and all the tanks and stuff to like encircle it. And then they discover that these aliens are extremely peaceful and they're just here to like talk. (laughs) Spoiler alert. It's not alien TV, is it? No, no. I'm going to look this up. It just might. I'm going to, I'm going to try and be Jamie stealth and for just a minute um i want to talk to you about uh, another netflix show i watched after this okay i'm not sure what the best way to look this up is just go to netflix i suppose i feel like uh oh i think it's this one arrival Oh, is that with, uh, don't tell me, Amy Adams? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. a good movie. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. Is it good? Man, okay, I so will good. I will give it another shot because I tried watching it a, a while back and I just did oh, not. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give it a better yeah, shot. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, slow, I think, at first, but I've, it's more of like a thoughtful movie, I guess. Like, 
there's not too much action we'll say but um there's a f like some suspenseful moments but i i feel like it was just interesting because it was a perspective on aliens coming to earth uh kind of in a way that isn't typically portrayed i feel like a lot of it is like you know we're gonna destroy them and there's like global chaos and blah 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 but this yeah. was a very different take on it like independence day style stuff Kinda, yeah i um i love space movies you love space movies it's probably one of my favorite genres of movies. There's some of them I haven't like seen Star yet. Like Star Trek and Star for. Wars or no? no? Oh, okay, okay. No. What kind of space like, movies? Like Apollo 13 uh, and The Martian and Independence Armageddon. Day. Armageddon. Armageddon. Great movie. Like, yeah. No, the total fiction crap, absolutely. Totally into it. But I love the idea that one day, and that's why I'm a huge fan of like SpaceX. Okay. Love that they have a commercial like a private company in the States that's putting astronauts on the moon. Right. Like, or sorry, the, uh, the ISS on the yeah, moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Check myself. Our listeners are going to get pretty angry that I'm starting to speak ignorant. <laughs> You're not stating facts, bro. Yeah. I'm going to have to write a, an Instagram post and apologize for that one later. Yeah, in like three years. So we don't get canceled. <laughs> we don't want to get canceled. We'll never get canceled. I mean, never say never. I mean, no, we're, we're going to try we're, real hard to not offend anybody. Um, I'm sure we will at some point. I feel like it's inevitable. You can't have an opinion and not offend someone, I think. I'm okay with that because I believe being offended is a choice. <gasps> Shook. There are things that you could, there are things that you could dislike strongly. Yeah, yeah. But if you're gonna go, I'm offended, and to completely that's shut yourself off from anything yeah, else. Like, yeah, like, and and I mean, like, I'm sure we've all been offended before. Sure. Um, but you, I, I believe that you choose the way you feel in every situation, and I say that fully aware that uh, I lack the ability to do that very mm, well. Okay, uh, it's something that I choose. To, I'm choosing to work towards. Okay. So like talking at the beginning of the episode about, you know, getting stressed or having some of those emotions or, you know, when these situations arise uh, from time to time, um, I'm, I'm choosing to feel that way. Right. So the, the active approach to countering that is going, well, I'm not going to be embarrassed by this and talk yourself through it. Right. Mm -hmm. So when someone says something, oh, that's offensive. Okay. Why are you upset by this? Yeah, Let's explore that. Okay, why are you letting someone's words upset you? Right. Yeah. Why are you, why are you letting this take such, and I don't say it because the things that someone says might not be offensive. They could be just plain rude and ignorant and need to be corrected. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But to let someone else's words alter how you're feeling and how you're going to carry yourself throughout the rest of the day, mm -hmm. that's giving that person a lot of power yeah. that they, they shouldn't have. I, I do agree with that. I feel like I read a book by Eckhart Tolle um, mm -hmm. many moons ago. Uh, he's got two, two bangers. Yeah, you, you, you loan them to me, and I'm, I'm so, I'm, I haven't read. Oh them yet. yeah, you lent me a bunch yeah. of books too that I, I haven't ta quite tackled. It's the world's smallest book exchange. <laughs> yes, but uh, uh, honestly, I, I can say that those books changed my life because I feel like I went from being kind of, uh, more easily offended and definitely more of the uh, victim mentality to being able to like look outside myself and be like hey 
I'm taking this really personal and it's not like this person, you know, isn't knowledgeable on this subject or, or I can see that they're upset and you know, what they're saying is coming from a place that they're upset and it actually has nothing to do with the situation. But I've, yeah, yeah. that, that his, those two books that I lent you are, uh, a new earth and, um, something about now, the power of now. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it. and uh, yeah, I feel like those really, I I recommend them to anybody who is interested in a little bit of like self development and personal growth. Um, I'm sure it doesn't speak to everyone. I'm sure the language and some of it is confusing, and it's it's a little bit out to lunch in the spiritual side um, for some people. But I, if if you can take, you know, the core message from it, I feel like that's where you can be enriched. I think that's a really interesting point, too. We get so wrapped up sometimes in how something is presented to us. We don't get to the meat of what that thing is. Mm. Uh, and then we we waste a very valuable resource that way. Right, yeah. Because I was, I was definitely, when you loaned me those books, I was like, mm, not sure about that. It's going to be a no uh, for me. <laughs> imme- immediately no. Um, but uh, I, I, so... That was my initial impression, but my second my second thought was this: these books obviously mean something to Jenna, and she got something from mm-hmm. them, and there's a reason why she gave them to me. So I'm going to get through them, not get through them. I'm going to take power the time through. to read them. <laughs> the power of getting this over with, <laughs> uh, which is an option my wife takes uh, quite frequently. Just kidding. Um, Hater. <laughs> uh, that was a uh, very thinly veiled sex joke, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think I think we get too wrapped up in in the 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 wrapping of a gift, and we don't want to enjoy the gift. Mm, I see. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely will enjoy that gift. I will read those books. You have unlimited rental time with it. There's no late fees <laughs> for returning. Awesome. Yeah, it, yeah. It's also the most forgiving book exchange book exchange yep, yep 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 so watching this show on netflix called connected connected what's it about it's about how everything is connected like physically or in the world oh, okay, okay okay sometimes physically sometimes metaphysically mm-hmm. and it's a, you know some of the episodes are interesting uh some of them are, are compelling um I've only gotten through four right now, but the the fourth one is about digits, about numbers, Ooh. and and he talks about this thing called Benford's law. Never heard of it. Which is a a law of numerical distribution. Okay. So how often certain numbers show okay. up? Okay. So Benford's law says that when you have a series of numbers, so he they talk about uh, uh, your taxes, city populations, stats, whatever. So whatever that number is, whether it's, you know, is one uh, or 900 billion, if you take the first digit of that number and you add up the occurrence of those first digits of all those numbers in that series of numbers, you with me? Yeah. Then they follow Benford's law. So the number one will appear 30% of the time. The number two will appear... 15% of the time, the number three will appear and it's a, it's a regressing 
sort of curve. Okay. So nine appears less often as a first digit in a number than eight, which appears less often as the first digit of a number compared to seven all the way up. So one appears more often than any other digit okay. when it's the first digit of a whole number. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, I'm ho but what they use this for is in like, he, he interviewed a guy who used to work for the IRS and he's like, I can't tell you how or if we use Benford's law to assess taxes. So the inference was is that the IRS can tell if you're lying on your tax return because they can use Benford's law to determine the uh, distribution of those first digits in the numbers okay. to see if you're making stuff up. So the really interesting thing was how they... But um, he can't say whether or not they're officially using it, but... Yeah, exactly. We can so, but put two and two together in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spoke to a guy who is talking about AI and artificial intelligence, and so the the idea here is: is there is there such thing as randomness? Ah. Can you can things be random? Um, and and uh, I have to go back and rewatch the episode because there's a few nuances I missed. But he, when they're talking about populations and how populations follow Benford's law, it's not just the populations, but it's all those choices. The individuals have made you know i'm gonna move here i'm gonna go to school there i'm gonna register you know what i mean okay. like you you now live in carlton place yeah. and your life was a series of choices that brought yeah. you there uh, i live i live in pembroke and same thing so when populations follow benford's law mm -hmm. uh it's not just that the law works it's that as a society as a culture as a race uh, uh we are connected by this weird law that it, it's so simple up front and it makes no sense when you get into the weeds hmm. and you think about it how is it possible that this happens so benford's law can be used to because we truly want to believe that like fate is a choice a series yeah, of we choices want to think... that you're making but i guess yeah. what this is kind of breaking it down to is that based on said choices the outcome is already predetermined like is that kind of what it sorry I'll let you continue Again, and I won't interrupt no, you. No, <laughs> it's a really good question and I don't have the answer. Yeah. I think, like I said, I got to get into that episode again and get to the sort of the thesis of, of the episode. Yeah. I was more interested in understanding the law because I found it very confusing to start. Um, he spoke to a guy who works uh, with AI. And AI? Artificial yeah. intelligence, yeah. Artificial intelligence or augmented intelligence. No, it's just AI. I'm thinking, I was getting confused with virtual reality and augmented oh, okay, reality. Okay, okay. Yeah, so they said, you know, you can use Benford's law to determine if a photograph or an image is real or if it's been doctored uh, or created by turning that digital image. So he literally took a picture of the guy who's the host of the yeah. show, uploaded it in this program. It turns the picture into a... Uh, a digital it's a digital photo and and digital things are just numbers okay. yeah represented on a screen yeah. and uh so ran it through a program turned all the picture into the numbers and applied it to benford's law uh ran the math and it follows benford's law meaning so, it's real meaning it's real huh. so then he put it in a program where you know he did a few edits and added some filters or altered uh some lighting here or there and then yeah, and reapplied that um, math to see if it follows Benford's law, and it violated Benford's <laughs> law. So maybe 
three appeared more often as a first digit than two did. So that's how you know that something's not not I right. See. I'm sure I'm sure there's um a lot of things that are used to explain why things violate Benford's law, but it's a really great indicator for if people have been dishonest. Like plagiarism. So my first thought was, can you apply Benford's law to COVID reporting? That's a good question. All the positive cases that have been coming up. I would say and, probably. Uh, it sh- you should be able to. And what my the first resource they found said we can only apply it up to when the reporting of cases stopped because after that there's there, that's basically the data set ends okay. um and so i have to go into a bit more detail but i was like <clears throat> again a bit of a tinfoil hat and it's gonna that this will probably displease a lot of people but um i've seen articles where they're talking about you know clinics in the states reporting 100 percent positive um test results mm-hmm. uh for all the tests they've run in in certain days and whatnot okay. which seems seems weird like you don't there's no way that everyone that came in that day had COVID. Right. Uh, and uh, so if you could apply Benford's law to COVID reporting. We could determine, determine what the uh, true, honest case numbers are. Because exactly. I think the yeah. suspicion and the uproar behind a lot of the COVID stuff is people, you know, dying and then it being considered a covid related death um meaning they had covid when they died um but Mm -hmm. they didn't die due to covid so like is that kind of the distinction that you're trying to or you know what i i I don't quite know it could be you know you go into a clinic um and you get tested for covid uh, and the clinic tells you you have covid but you don't actually have covid that's happening so i mean i don't want to I sound that, super ignorant but like it, it no, seems I, I i read one instance of a uh, uh of an article where they showed uh clinic clinical percentages uh daily clinical returns represented as a percentage of tests whether they're positive or negative okay. and there's like a whole slew of them where they were 100 percent crazy every day like that's that's not I think that's a statistical anomaly. I could be absolutely wrong, but it's it certainly makes you wonder. And that's enough, I think, to 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 have the discussion. So if you could apply Benford's law to the tests the test results coming back positive, right. the num the numbers of people coming in, the number of tests being uh processed and the number of results uh coming yeah. back. I again, like I'm not a fucking mathematician or anything mm-hmm. like that so someone smarter would have to tackle this or i'd have to read like a paper that was written in normal words yeah. in order to understand but i thought it was super intriguing yeah. at the very least yeah no i agree i feel like it it would be nice to um dismantle all of this false reporting on covid in general because i feel like it's hard to know what's real and what's not at this point i feel like you hope that, I mean, especially here, we're paying for our health care through our taxes. Um, so I feel like, not that not, you know, not that it's that different in the States. Like, if you pay for insurance, like, you're technically paying for it, too. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like 
you would hope that there's some honesty behind it and that the tests that they're doing are for a reason it's not just to be like oh we get funding if we have more coronavirus cases because that's where my mind went when you said that like if these clinics are uh, not profitable or if they're Mm -hmm. like in lower um you know lower economic areas and they don't typically get good funding and those kinds of things maybe coronavirus is a way to do that and maybe they're taking advantage like i don't i'm I'm not uh, calling anybody out i'm not like i don't know (laughs) if this is happening but that's kind of like where my head went when you mentioned that was like oh but you know funding is a big deal for a lot of these places and if that's the case, it, I've because I've heard similar thoughts that, you know, whether or not they've had to um, uh, administer a test or if they've had someone uh, in with COVID symptoms or if they've had someone in with COVID but not on a ventilator or someone in with COVID and on a ventilator, they're compensated a certain amount of right. money. And yeah. I think this is just the states. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. Like there's the um, yeah, it might help direct questioning in a certain direction mm-hmm. but uh yeah it either, would be interesting way, to if they can apply it's bedford's law benford, benford. so if they can benford. apply benford's law then that would you know resolve a huge question like maybe it is 100 yeah, percent of the cases i don't know i would like to think it's yeah. not because that seems like a whole heck of a lot of people walking around with fucking covid but maybe it i don't know i yeah and that was during like the you know peak lockdown times okay. too so so they weren't walking around or anything yeah. like that but um yeah if you could if you could apply because you know they always say like the numbers don't lie so if yeah. you could apply and this is a law which means it's been proven to yeah. work um then that would assuage a lot of people's fears and concerns like okay no this is I good agree. this is legit I agree. we're on top of yeah, things we're no need to we're worry doing all right Mm-hmm. Have you been mm-hmm. tested? I'm not. Yeah. I brought. I haven't had to. I be. brought Anson in on yesterday. Wow, <sighs> feels like so long yeah. ago. I brought him in yesterday. Everything morphs. Yeah, yeah. and um, just because he woke up and he's had he has this cough, and you know my mother in law and my brother in law get tested regularly, um, and they don't have it, so I feel assured that Anson doesn't have it but I thought peace of mind and also I don't want to isolate for 14 days um so uh, I was like I'm just gonna you know bite the bullet so to speak but we had to go to Ottawa because it's the like Chio's responsible for kids testing um I think there's a West End location but I couldn't figure out like if I needed an appointment or not and it was too busy when I called anyway So I was like, I'll just book an appointment online, go to this, you know, uh, testing center that's uh, CHEO-inclusive, whatever. And, um, yeah, so we we made our way over there. Man, it feels so weird walking into a hockey arena and it's been converted into a testing center and it's so like everybody's six feet apart everybody's got their mask like it just seems so movie-esque to me yeah it just seems so surreal i'm like this is life right now 
and and then you go in Pass. yeah and and you go in and i i said that i'm because i don't have symptoms uh i said you know can i get the test because i was like if my kid's getting the test like i feel terrible so i would like to get it too so we're both suffering um yeah. but they said if you're not symptomatic we're not you know they didn't use this word but basically they don't want to waste tests on people who potentially don't need them and they'd rather save them for people who do um because i feel like resources knowing that we're like in the second wave i think they're trying to cut back on resources as much as possible or like conserve resources as much as possible right um that's the impression i got anyway so yeah and then they jam this thing up his nose <laughs> oh my god he was just like Ugh, like so uncomfortable obviously he cried a little bit but he was like i was like that hurt your nose didn't it and he looked at me and he was like hmm and then he was fine which that's was awesome. so funny and yeah that's it like you just it the longest part was like getting registered and you know them getting your information so that if you test positive like they can go contact you correctly and blah 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 anyways so um so you just walked in and they tested him i had previously booked the appointment online but like okay that's yeah, awesome. just kind of like the time frame it, it was an hour you know having to go in and then fill out your information and then you're waiting for the nurse to be ready or whatever with the swabs and you're just like kind of being shuffled around the arena basically yeah and, but my god so much everybody sanitizing everything like i sat on a chair i didn't touch anything but they still obviously have to sanitize everything once once somebody's used it so like you turn yeah. your chair around to indicate that it's been used and then somebody comes over and like cleans the crap out of it with some lysol disinfectant and my good lord it just seems so crazy and then as we're going out somebody uh, just tells you like basically what the going forward um till you get your test results you're supposed to isolate and that sort of thing i was like anson's not going nowhere bro like no worries so <laughs> i need to do groceries but we're we're not gonna do that till tomorrow. did you get your oh, okay i see what you're saying okay you don't have to stay there you just have to stay home yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, we uh, Cassie gets tested every two weeks. Yeah. Um, but I we we have a drive through. Uh, they just set it up on base. Oh, nice. Uh, a drive a drive through um, testing site for military personnel. Yeah. So they really don't want us bogging down the civilian resources. Yeah. And uh, and uh, <laughs> they were having a two or three day turnaround on results, but it's since been pushed back to seven to ten day. Do you think it's because uh, more results? people are? symptomatic quote unquote so there's more people getting tested because it's also I think, flu yeah, season I, I think i think that and i think yeah i think it's the i don't think it's more people getting the test oh i guess they're the same thing <clears throat> i was gonna say i think it's either getting the results took longer than they thought or they're processing because it's nice that the military is doing the test but i'm not sure it's the military processing the test right yeah it'd be like so a, going a in, blood lab uh, to compare it to a blood lab or something like that like you get tested at the blood lab but then they're all sending it to the same place basically yeah, so, yeah. exactly yeah yeah interesting yeah. well if you have to get the test done i 
hope it's brief and not painful. Yeah, Cassie's most days now are, are fine, but some days she'll still have a pretty big headache after getting the swab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it depends who's administering it, how gentle they are. <laughs> I remember once Cassie had to go to the hospital for something, and they were putting an IV in her, and it took, like, four or five needles, and they kept changing the size of the needle. What? Uh, and they were, they couldn't get it in the vein properly. It's like, And she was in a lot of pain. Not just from that, but then adding that on top yeah. of it. I was like, oh, good Lord. Goodness. Uh, I'm appalled. Like, I, I feel, like, so cringy. He was saying that they poked her five times. Ooh, so gross. Yeah, like, no good. Yeah, yeah that's brutal. Well, my friend, that's all I got yeah. for this week. That's it. We, we knocked her on the head there. What are we at here? Uh, one hour, 36 that's pretty good. Okay, I'm just gonna press stop. Three. On yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Stop.